Wow, that's so funny. Two broke gays. Two broke gays. Two broke gays. Okay, welcome back to Two Broke Gays. You're here with your host, Jenna Cordes. And Kevin Sullivan. And we're really excited for you guys today because we have Philip Harville, actor, comedian, extraordinaire. Welcome to the podcast, Philip. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we're really excited to talk about current and upcoming projects, but let's give the listeners a little bit of background. When did you move here? What's your primary LA (laughs) thing? Oh, Jesus, I'm doing it again. Rapid fire questioning. I'll I'll do the first question. Sure. Great. Thank you. Um, When did you move here and where are you from? I'm from Florida. I was born in California, um, but my mom moved back to Florida so I could grow up with family. Um, So I grew up there, and then I've been in L.A. since 2015. I just hit three years in May. Oh, nice. Three years. Congratulations. Thanks. You're doing it. Simultaneously feels like two days and ten years all at once. Yeah. It's weird how that happens here. Mm -hmm. It's, It's strange. Reality is a little warped in yeah, Los I Angeles. I don't know what season it is. I don't know who <laughs> It's I am. definitely summer. <laughs> it's hot as balls. And you see, well, usually you also just see so many waves of people coming that, like, by the time you've been here for, like, six months, you already feel old. Yeah. Like, you're old news because so many new people have already come. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like and then back people in have, my like, day. moved on with their lives and mm-hmm. they're, like, unpacking in the trailer. Yeah. We're I'm definitely to- having that feeling some days. Oh, God. You can't. Well, you're from the Midwest. So. Yeah. yeah, Midwest. I mean... It's comfy there. You're always going to feel like... I have nowhere to go back to anymore. Yeah. Because my family, like, my parents moved to Santa Barbara. So, in Ventura. Guess you're stuck here till Yeah, so I am here. Yeah, I'm just here. This here. is home. Uh, cool. How long have you been doing comedy? Um, I guess my whole life. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Um, yeah, I mean, stand up. When was your first stand up? Like, stand okay, up stand up. So I didn't do stand up until okay. Well, I did one really, really terrible uh, open mic. Um, that's a generous term for it. But uh, I did that in like twenty late twenty fifteen, and then I was like, wow, this will. Co- I'll come back to this whenever the universe calls upon me. But this is, was such a terrible experience. I never want to do it so again. Was Carrie's class the first? No, that was. I didn't open mic, so that was my first foray into like I should probably try this. And then I did, you know, with you guys. I yeah, I met um, Jenna and Philip on the same day. Yeah, yeah, and that was in Carrie Ode's class for stand up. For stand up. Yeah. Yeah. And right. we, we met each other. I don't think an open mic experience really counts as like yeah. starting yeah. your stand up, no, no, but no. like I do the class finale, I count that as like, yeah. that's a, that's class. a show, sure. like your that's, first show. But I think an open mic is like, yeah, that's a great that's introduction to I the wouldn't. Fuckery. Yeah, the fuck. You know, my first experience in front of strangers doing stand up was the show. Mm. I wouldn't not do an open mic before that. Yeah, my first one was a show too when I was eighteen, and um, I wanted it to be someone's like something special. Someone, <laughs> I was saving it for something special. I just, yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of didn't for, want to be a drunk prom night, you know. Yeah, for me it was like I knew that I would probably be really good at stand up, and like I kind of did it in my life, like just talking to people every day. A little bit like Mrs. Maisel. Sure, I don't watch it, but yeah. <gasps> and um, you haven't seen Mrs. No, Maisel. I haven't. But I'll, you know, I'll get, there's just a lot of options. I'm very overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, a lot of content available right now. Uh, and, you know, also got to pay rent and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So, like, I, I didn't feel like I 
knew how to do it, but I knew I'd probably be good at it. And then I quickly discovered the open mic was not going to be, I wasn't going to be one of those people that could just go to open mics and like figure it out. Like I was so out of my element. Mm -hmm. Um, And so really taking that class and once I took the writing skills I do have and really just morphed them into the like structure of stand up, that actually opened up my entire like writing oh i remember your jokes in the beginning were very poetic like they were very well written i was like Mm -hmm. wow that's really long joke (laughs) but it's so beautiful yeah Yeah, he would come up with like a notebook of like pages and pages filled but just sentences (laughs) like stories together months words but it was so well written Uh uh-huh yeah and you transformed it yeah like my biggest criticism in that class was being called David Sedaris, and I was like, I mean, yeah, that's not stand up, but I'm not gonna take that in a terrible, yeah, terrible way. That's like, an amazing if, compliment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, for sure, if you wrote a book, I would read it. Yeah, yeah, and I've had people tell me that, so I'm sure that's that'll come at some point. I mean, I would love to, um, but yeah, it's like, but you can't because you have to watch Mrs. Maisel, <laughs> yeah, and and pay rent. You're gonna and, be busy, you know, <laughs> busy watching Mrs. Maisel and not living my life, um, yeah, and so just. Even just learning like how to write stand up, it really helped me in all of my writing. Um, for some reason, just being able to like l- label it as stand up, I was able to then find the structures of other writing, like like screenwriting and like you know just other avenues of writing. I feel like became stronger just by learning stand up in a weird way. So what other avenue, like what other baskets are you working on putting eggs in? Does that even make sense? I'm not sure, but I know I what you mean. I always go with the like eggs it. in the basket. I, like I, I know what you mean. I think you mean like, do you do other things? Like, yeah. do you, what are all the things you're focused yeah. on? And we know acting was your background. You moved here to act. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew since I was like five that I was going to be an actor. Um, and Is that goal? Is that the goal? Well, here's the thing. My trouble here is that I actually have... A lot of interests and skills and talents. Like Ooh. I, like, <laughs> well, I, I'm like, well. mine's the opposite. I'm trying to make a lot work with such little. No, but, but that's honestly, that's a blessing because I am like blessed. I'm like untalented. Hashtag one thing. <laughs> I'm funny um, sometimes when I'm not hungover. Um, <laughs> skill set. Well, <clears throat> what I mean is just that, like. I'm just a creative being like I like 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 lately with my Instagram I've been trying to use that as like an artistic outlet just so I anything that will keep me sane in this fuck town like like honestly I love fuck town yeah it, that's how I feel writing is seriously what keeps me alive here because it's it's easy to feel like you're drowning in this sea of like people with the same dreams and this like fog smog fog like it's it's easy to drown and so writing really gives me a sense of purpose and a sense of voice um Mm. within that um but yes i'd say screenwriting um like doing the web series and um i think i'm gonna start writing a feature next like doing that like it's a way for me to do everything that i want to do act write direct like you know do do it all um, cause that's kind of... You should put on like a one-man show. I actually have one written, but... Oh, I, and Hollywood Fringe 2019. I, yeah, I was gonna do it this year, and then, you know, there's this thing, uh, that happened, uh, called Going Broke, and then, um, it didn't happen. We yeah. know it. 
like, what do you mean? <laughs> the city's so manageable. <laughs> Everything's <Uh-oh>. free here. <laughs> if you live over anywhere else in the country, come here. Come <laughs> it's here. just so cheap right. and not crowded. And there's a lot, of, yeah, <laughs> a lot of space for more people. It's so cheap and not crowded. Yeah. You weren't, you're not going to feel like vermin or yeah. cockroaches. Low-income housing for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, writing... So that's kind of the goal to like all encompass to like write yeah. write it act use it, myself so as when you say goal. that like your downfall is that you're too talented you mean like <laughs> you, you mean you just have like too many things that you're it's, good it's at hard. and you like okay so, so it's hard to split your time yes, without the, like a focus yes the way that i said like I'm even overwhelmed by streaming options, like, and I can't commit Got to it. TV shows. It's the same idea. I am interested. I have so many thoughts constantly that of things that, like, I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. But uh, when you're kind of preoccupied by like Los Angeles rent, and you kind of feel like you're paying just to breathe oxygen here, yeah, um, it's dirty it's, oxygen it's, as well. Right, not even right. good oxygen. <laughs> um, you fun. you really feel. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to figure out what you need to put the pedal to the metal. Yeah, yeah. prioritize. Yeah. Well, how do you... Fo- okay, because, I mean, maybe some of our listeners... I know I have a problem, like, even if it's, like, a killer idea and I want to write about it, or, like, I cannot focus on writing. What do you do, like, technique-wise to, like, focus on just writing and drown out the rest of the world? Um, that's a good question. I'm still figuring it out. I actually... I really want to go... There's this... It's my first good question ever on here. <laughs> Congrats. Um, I'm glad that I'm the recipient. Uh, <laughs> She's laughing so hard because it's so true. Because I'm always like, what's your favorite color? Do you like gummy bears? Christina Arpeni. <laughs> Christina Arpeni. That's actually a way better question. Um, I agree. So, uh, no, I... Well, I really want to go to... There's this park in, uh, like, Joshua Tree or something, and it's, like, a trailer park, and they're all the trailers are, like, decked out, and, like, they have a different Oh, theme. yes, I know it. Yeah, I really... I actually have this weird, like like uh, fantasy of going there for like two or three days and just forcing myself to bang out a feature because if I'm in that space and just like enjoy nature and whatever but like my main goal is just to finish like a feature length mm-hmm. script something like that because I also have that issue um, however if I have like nothing on my agenda for a day I'm at a coffee shop like coffee shop in it yeah so like moving your environment and yeah you can't you oh I try to write at home being so that's at I'm home, like Mrs. Maisel yeah <laughs> it's not it's not conducive you end up like beating your meat or playing with your dog or you know watching Mrs. Maisel so it's, yeah it's, I write I write at home but I write um really late so when it's like I'd say past like really late for me keep in mind when it past like 11 when you know my roommate has gone to sleep my dog's over me like can kind of turn the lights off except for the one over my table and then just kind of... Oh, so dark and dramatic. I yeah. wish you smoked cigarettes too in that scene. <laughs> I'm asthmatic. You had like a <laughs> glass of whiskey. Yeah, but um, I an think inhaler. for the same reason, the quiet I think is really important and I have to like tell myself, don't do tasks right now. Like don't pick, clean the dishes. Don't, you know, like put away your clothes. Like just sit. Also, it's just important to force yourself. I just thought everyone was taking Adderall. No. God, I was hoping it was so much easier than your answers. Yeah, <laughs> no. You, no, you really have to force yourself. I, yeah, because I have to, like, turn off my phone. But I try to do it at home, and it's just way too distracting here. Mm-hmm. I think I need to be, like, Chelsea Handler. Like, I watch her Instagram, and she's like, ugh, gonna go to Bali, because I need to write another book. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, fuck off. What comes first, the book or the Bali, you know? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I think it, in her case, it's Belvedere. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
Aperol spritz. Fair enough. Yeah, no, you really have to force yourself. You have to, like, like, I allow myself distractions, like, you know, I'll check Instagram and whatnot. It's, like, wild how much, like, I have, like, chemical reaction to that app. Um, it's kind of bad. Uh, but I allow myself distractions, but I just force myself. Like, if I just even say, like, just write this much or just get this idea on, on out, like, it, you're making forward progress, and that's all you can, like, hold yourself accountable for. Yeah, I think I just need to be better about it. It's just, it's tough because you write and there might not be an end goal or like a win for that writing. I always, it just might disappear or never come to fruition or whatever. I think that just like like when you're trying to lose weight, if there's an event or something, I know you're not supposed to do that, but if it's like, oh, it's going to be the time I see my friends for the first time in yeah. 10 years or something. It's like, like binging. Not exactly, but like having a deadline, I think helps a lot. Um, so like, if you don't have one or if you're not submitting to a contest or some sort of fellowship deadline, it can be really like, how do I get this together? But if you are, or you know, you're like, Oh, I only have this one time this year to submit to this contest or to this, you know, like pitch project. And then I'm not going to have until next year. So I keep all the pitch dates up. And then I'm like, when do I need a spec script by? When do I need Mm -hmm. a pilot by when, you know, and then, Kind of try to stay on top of it, but it sucks. Jenna and I did like we submitted to something, and we were at Starbucks. I was there for like eight hours, one like literally just finishing yeah. this. Like, what was it? Was like a was it a spec or it was like so a it's like it was a pitch in, like it college was, mindset where you have to write essays. So yeah, it was you like you actually burn to, it out. Yeah, it was a pitch project for Issa Rae. She was like yeah, gonna adopt was, one. Mm-hmm poor Los Angeles white person and help them. No, not necessarily, but no, I actually think they were like, it was not white people. And we were literally hanging on to our gayness. Yeah. We're like queer. Yeah. Cause so many of these things. Oh, it was like like a diversity. Yeah. Yeah, As soon as you hear diversity, I'm like, probably not even though I am gay and like yeah. I get it like you know other no but it's sat on it like LGBTQ plus and yeah yeah like, so we were like plus. hanging on to that <laughs> yeah but no you're an L I'm an L I'm an L, <laughs> yeah. maybe I don't know Sometimes. anyway that's a whole other thing that is a whole other kind of thing. Uh, but yeah that's yeah dope. I think that I works of- calendaring the dates for me is like huge and I'm in a class right now like for to get my outline done for my pilot and then even though it was super expensive I decided to take the next class because it wow. has helped me get my outline outline ready and then yeah, the next classes one classes and we know that because that's where we met yeah. class and that's but it's expensive I know that's and that's why I haven't been in class for a while I asked Same. around I, I took one class after Groundlings and it was Carrie's class and that's it that's why I like working on stand-up because I can write like 10 jokes and, and then, then go do some open mics and then pull them in a show it's very like in the moment and it's very productive like it's quick like a joke is a few seconds quick release this has been like weeks you know by the time I finish my actual pilot episode it'll have it'll be you know I've been working on it since June and it'll probably be like September or October but I'm it kind of is like the class structure helps so much because I mean that showcase went really well for all of us and I know for me like yeah I'd say like I feel natural doing stand-up but I know that the reason that set and that show was so like such a good start for me um, in the stand-up is because I was in a class. Oh, for and sure. And we were literally workshopping it for weeks. And then, you know, we tried to, like, kind of recreate a class kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I tell everyone to take a class. Yeah. For sure. As if you want to try stand-up, take a class. And it's, hopefully it works as well as the one we But did. everyone says, you know, you just got to, like, figure... No. 
Take a fucking take class. A, take a class. I think it's a great way to meet it's people a, here too. I mean, look at this. It's look like at almost this two, almost two years later, and I'm still friends with like yeah. a chunk. We're still talking about no. like how, what we're doing, More our than projects. Half of the yeah, like, yeah any, pretty much all of the ones that still actually do stand up. Mm-hmm. I think are the ones we talk to. Yeah, who it was like more for them than just a fun thing. Yeah, than yeah. to get out of their house with or get family. out of their comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like something they wanted really to, like, wanted to yeah. use at work to like yeah. impress people or something yeah. for people who it is their work. For all you listeners out there, <laughs> uh, but really like let trust your instincts because I know there were times in class when Carrie would be like no, like no, like literally tell me no, and everyone would be kind of like. Uh, and then I was like, I'm sorry, I'm saying, you know, licking asshole, like I'm saying that. Yeah. And then it killed, you know. And and there are other times where you got to kind of like listen to people. like, And so you got to find that balance of when to listen to your yeah. heart. You'll start to feel it once you go yeah. to open mics too. Like I've said some jokes at open mics where I'm like, oh, that just like sucked the air out of the room. Yeah. But also I think if I just switch the order of how mm-hmm. I presented it and then it ends up doing very that- well. But also... Some people give advice like they're not actually in your shoes from your point of view. Yeah. So like I used to say like, oh, you should say it like this. I'm like, I would never That's say not that. That's how I am. Yeah. But in reaction to him, I'd be like, but I would say it like, this, and then yeah. my punchline would come yeah. out of my mouth. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. People don't understand. Stand up is like wild. Like it's such a crazy art form. It literally every word matters. Like mm-hmm. every syllable almost like the way you uh deliver things it's just so so important and precise there's like uh it's kind of like tightrope walking i feel um uh and that's kind of why i've taken a step away from it for a while because it's so brutal like actors are like and eh, so hot and actors like <laughs> no like try stand up bitch it's <laughs> it's fucking hard uh. like you will not the, the thought of like even two dollars, the two dollar paycheck from stand up is like ten years down the road. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like a lot of times you are paying to do stand up. Yeah. Like whether it's how far you're driving for a mic. Like I know one of our friends uh, headlined uh, a show. She had to drive pretty fucking far. It was like four shows, two days. Like for sure, thought she was like gonna get some sort of competition headlining, and she was like, no, no, not even like not even what? not even a nickel. But I can tell you, if you do, um, there are other clubs that pay everybody and pay them the same amount. That's awesome. But it is, like, I mean, rare, and some people just get really lucky. I've been yeah. doing stand-up off and on for almost 12 years, and the most I've ever been paid is a hotel room in Laughlin, Nevada. And, like, one time oh, I won 50 bucks at a strip club because I was the best. That's yes, awesome. At the wow, club. that is a. It was a tough venue. I got escorted awesome. onto stage by a burlesque dancer, which was that's hot. dope. Quite nice of her. <laughs> and this hypnotist before said to me the best stand-up <laughs> advice I've ever heard in my life. He grabbed my chin very dramatically and he said, "Calm down. For what you're gonna do in your life, this show is nothing." Oh, oh. high five! He hypnotized me, and then oh I went on and killed. Oh, and I he was hypnotized like, you. I was like, I was like oh. wow. Was, he's a psychic. <laughs> That is but yeah, so I won that amazing. night, and then I spent it on strippers. Very rewarding. 
I that's love awesome. that. Yeah, but that's the most I've been paid in 12 years. Yeah. It's 50 bucks 50 I won bucks. pretty much from that hypnotist. 50 bucks you won. You weren't even paid. You no. were competing yeah. against other Yeah, for people. a $50 prize, which yeah. I then immediately spent at their establishment. Yeah. It's just, what I mean by that is the amount of time and effort we put into this, and it really is you. Like, you, no one else can oh, serve what you're serving. Open mics, you have to, like, pay. buy a drink. Mm -hmm. Buy or... a drink or pay five bucks to get your name in the book. Like, you, like, it's not. Is that your biggest issue with stand-up? Yes, like by far. Because people always go, oh my god, like, stand-up is, like, so scary. Like, I could never, and I'm like, well, don't. Like, <laughs> no one said you gotta do it. Like, like... <laughs> Get off the stage! <laughs> Philip Harville just laying the smack down No, but, like, people are always just like, oh my god, like, that's, that seems, like, so scary. And I'm like, yeah, well, for you it probably is. For me, like, but, you know, if... if I tell people to try it. And no, like you should definitely I try it. I do think people should try it. I think it's great. Like that class, like anyone could have like at least Taken that class, you know, yeah. um, gotten mm -hmm. on the horse and seen what what it's about. But for me, it's just natural, and I think for you guys, it's also just very natural. So that part is not scary at all. Yeah, I'd be more scared singing in front of a group of people than I would doing like stand up. I don't really care. Like, <laughs> well. I, I'll sing, I'll dance, just pay attention to that. Me. That, oh, yeah, the actual. Yeah, but you have a different comfortability on stage. Yeah, I don't care. I'm like, oh, you guys are here. Great. I don't care. I would have done My that act anyway. outs are very like constricted to, to my safety zone yeah. at this point. Anyway. Yeah, like, I. So that part, like, when I say brutal, like, I think a lot of people think I'm talking about, like, bombing and, like, stuff like that. Like, no, like, it's. I don't have anxiety over, like, the actual act it's the ride the journey it's like the, the marathon of the it the marathon of it constantly like, getting beaten yeah i know thousands of comedians and i can only name 50 that get paid yeah and that's and that's why i've really focused on like <laughs> that's that's why i've taken a moment to kind of do like the web series stuff and yeah. like do other stuff because I wanna. I'm still trying to build a career for myself. And gay know? accent has a pretty interesting backstory. Oh yeah, gay accent is your my web series. Web series. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. I have a cameo in it. Just saying. Yeah, you do. I, I don't. I host an open. Hey, mic. you almost did. So <laughs> you almost had a, an actual role, but it, hey, I wait did. a second. <laughs> well, you said cameo. And I almost had a role, but I would, what happened? Uh, I that know. was my I way of making I was you busy. feel busy. Yeah, he couldn't do it. Yeah, that, Sorry, I was I'm too busy. He had a scheduling paid. conflict. <laughs> he was too busy, but you know, she was available for her cameo. <laughs> I'm there, man. Um, so tell us a little bit about it. You know, we want the listeners to know about it. I want to know how you came up with the, the name. The inception is really an interesting thing of this, I think. Um, yeah, so I guess it all kind of started 2015 when I moved to LA like I was like I want to do something <laughs> like like this place is like kind of crazy and I can tell like <clears throat> I have no creative outlet right now so I just kind of started writing this thing because web series were starting to be like the thing like um, I and then Issa Rae was really starting to she got the HBO deal and Literally in my sh outside my Sherman Oaks apartment, there was this small little billboard, and it was just her face, and she it was kind of like this like beacon of like what could be. <laughs> and I'd been watching Awkward Black Girl, and like um, so I started writing this this web series, um, and it was called like Philip with one L at the time, and you know just disparate ideas. And then last year, I was just like, I'm making this. Like, why am I writing this if I'm not gonna make it? Anyway, and then so the 
title came about um, because I was working at Starbucks at the time and um, my co-worker, I'm, I'm so far removed from this situation at this time that I'm like forgetting it, but... Uh, Starbucks workers known for their smooth moves. <laughs> yeah, my, my straight co-worker, <clears throat> I'm literally like washing dishes in the back and he's just like, can you... Can you speak without your your accent <clears throat> or your gay accent or something like that? And I was like, I was like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. The sad, the saddest part of all, the saddest part of all is that I actually tried. In the moment, I was like, I was like, yeah, man. Like, I tried to do some like. Oh my god, that sounded dare. <laughs> So they said no. Short answer, no. He said your gay accent. Yeah, and I was like, like, and it was just the weirdest moment. We're all from Gaylandia, and we just (laughs) have this accent that's really gay. Rainbow Road. Um, I hail from Rainbow Road, um, where we just suck dicks for breakfast. Yeah, I live on Dick Lane. When they say, "Do you want cream with your coffee?" It's semen. Um, Yeah, like. So it was just a weird moment because so I spit out all my coffee because <laughs> I was like 24 I'm 24 and I think that I'm like so far removed from like my traumatic childhood as a gay child like being bullied and in that moment it was just like I felt all those same feelings and okay. like I just regressed into this like shell of like not feeling like I or feeling like I was just off or just like I'm weird like but, I I felt like an alien so much in my life yeah. like and I felt like it in that moment, and then I like, like you could be like him, but you're a little extra. Like yeah, yeah like like no. my normal voice is an accent. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, like what? Like um, so anyway. So then I was like, I schooled him and gave him a lesson. He was actually very like he really didn't mean any harm, and you know you gotta yeah, because I took a shit on him on Facebook. You know, <laughs> He's like he, I posted about it, and I was just like, hey, PSA, like I'll never say this to a gay person. And, and I Kevin took was sh- like. <laughs> He was like, oh, dude, we are Galen and Barry. And I went off on Facebook. He's like, actually, no, it's like fine. Like, he was actually really nice. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was not taking no prisoners. Uh-uh. But he was actually very, like, he, he apologized as he should. And, like, he was very res- uh, open and receptive to what I had to say. And, and then he like, called the cops on me. Yeah. And, and then he was like, uh, so you're not going to suck my dick? Anyway. Um, so... <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So you got your new title. Yeah, so I was like, this is, like, a great title for... It really is. So, thank you to him. Yeah, so honestly, thank you. Like, I know you shouldn't have said that, but it worked out for me. I think all great projects come from things people shouldn't have said or done. It's like, oh, ow, but I'm taking that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what comedians do, is collect bad feelings. You, you like, learn how to profit off your misery. Yeah. You're just like, the more it hurts, the better you'll profit. It's a kind of complicated relationship with Bummerville, because you're like, oh, I could go there for a little bit. You get so used to Bummerville, like, and you're like, and we've talked about this, like, I've struggled with depression since I was 15, um, and I finally feel, like, the best I've ever felt at 25. I really feel like I'm, like, I have more control over my life, yeah. and I'm doing, like, what I want to do, and I'm moving in the right direction. Um, but there was a time where I really, and I think a lot of comedians have this issue, You, they think that they have to be like, miserable and depressed to Live be funny. in the darkness. Yeah, yeah. and I, th- I totally felt that way. It wasn't something I was totally conscious of, but I definitely 
felt like I had to be depressed to have what I have. And as I found my happiness because I went fucking crazy and had no choice, I started to realize I'm the same motherfucker yeah. underneath all that. And I'm actually way better when I'm happy mm-hmm. and in control of that tool, you know? Yeah. I had to relearn how to be funny when I was, like, in the closet, I was really sharp and funny, and, like, but very mean, like, defensive Wait, you're, so and you're cold. you're saying you're not mean and defensive. I mean, <laughs> it comes from a different place now. Yeah, like, yeah. there was, like, just defense, like, mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah, of course. Didn't want any attention, so you just deflect everything. And then when I came out of the closet and I was, like, happy, I felt like I wasn't funny for, like, a span of time because I was trying to, like, re-grasp my own humor and, like, mm-hmm. my point of view. And now I'm, like, happy and still very darted, I mean, but yeah, it's, yeah, like... Yeah. But it's, that, it comes it's from better. Place. Yeah, like, I feel better about it, and I'm not... It's not, like, mean. So, back to gay accent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So... <laughs> so easy to get dis- distracted. Distracted. Um, so, how was the whole process for you of making it? I know there were some trials and trips. Um, yeah, so, uh... Spoiler alert, making your own stuff is not easy. Um, it's, like, really fucking hard. Um, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And the saddest part is that I'm, like... I'm just really anxious. Like, I'm not really that excited about it. Like, why? Because I know what didn't, we didn't get right. You know what I'm saying? For, like, as a director. When like, it doesn't match your vision. Yes. And uh, there's only so much you can do with no budget. And so, like, um, I'm noted, you know, you're, you're your toughest critic. So I'm no- thinking about all this stuff that's, like, not, that's off. Whereas everyone's so excited about it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but you're also, like, in your head going to be watching a different thing than everyone of else course. is because it's, like... Of course. You know, all the extra scenes. So, it, take it with a gr- grain of... Salt. I would say sugar. Like, yeah. just watch it as it is. Like, yeah, I think... Yeah. I mean, it looks... The trailer looks amazing. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. It is hard. Like, I know when I made my first one, it's terribly <laughs> that made. That was a gay accent. <laughs> it is hard, huh? <laughs> Or, like, Norwegian. My, my first web series is... I saw your web series. It's... But... <laughs> To me, like <laughs> making it. The fact that you rented a U-Haul. <laughs> I rented a U-Haul. Lesbians just rent U-Haul. Wait, can forever. we just give that some promo right now? Yeah, I mean, if you haven't watched it, it's it's old as hell. It's amazing. It's um, fucking. It's so bad. It's oh no, I, it's I, my I, first oh. break, lesbian breakup. Really took it. I had a big suitcase of feelings, and for that, I turned it into my web series. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like, uh, you didn't tell them the title. Oh, it's called um, "It's a Dry Heat." Yeah, I filmed it in Las Vegas. That was where I came out. Um, so for all my all the Cordis fans out there, go check it out. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, if you are a Cordis fan, you've probably seen it. Made it with two of my best friends. It was such a fun process, but it was hard as hell. Didn't always match my vision. We had to go with things that were easy versus you know. It was just well. See, I found fun in the process in those moments yeah. because when I was when I was told like, or you know, not told, but like something couldn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. It turned it into something entirely new. Yeah. Like the circumstances right. helped shape the final product. I loved that. I thought that was so fun. So uh, it's kind of like my vision plus circumstances creating a whole new thing, and so it's kind of like magical feeling. Um, but yeah, it's really hard, and you know, the most interesting day I'd say I had on set um, was one of the only times we had uh, a space like rented, like I rented like a comedy studio to shoot this scene, and the scene we were shooting in the morning 
Um, my DP literally just fainted and passed out, like, in the middle of shooting. Like, the oh, camera no. just, the camera, I just see the camera going like this, and then he's on the concrete, like, shaking, and I'm, like, holding his hand, and, or his head in my like, hand. Like, his t-shirt? Like, no, it didn't, it wasn't end up, it didn't end up being a seizure, but it looked like it, and it was one of the top, like, most stressful moments of my life, because it was, like, my set, and suddenly I was, like, you know, and luckily I had a producer who, like, did the call sheet and all the professional shit, so, like, we actually knew where the nearest hospital was, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, so we, um, his forehead was, you know, cut open, and, oh like, oh my god, but at the same time, you have to, I was, like, but this is my project, and we only got one take, mm-hmm. um, so... And you rented that space, too. And so. Well, and then that's the thing. It put, like, this this uh, stress on my my shoot schedule because that was the one time we had rented a space. And like, we can only we just had tape it. up his forehead? I need him back on Right, set. <laughs> like, so I, you know, sat in the ER with him, and then I luckily got my other DP who wasn't supposed to be there that day, and she came in, and she's incredible. Um, everyone that I worked with really was was really awesome, so... How did you get the budget together? Like, did you have a budget or... No budget. So, everything was personally expensed? Everything, everyone worked for free, um, but we did have, like, again, we did it very professionally. We had contracts that people signed and was like, if this were to make any money, you're going to get this much percentage. Okay, like, people people at least felt like... You know that you weren't gonna like sell it, make a bunch of money, and move right. On. Uh, and it's a web series in LA. Those are made like every two days, so like you know. But it at <laughs> least felt seconds. <laughs> it at least felt like legitimate, um, despite no money. Um, but everything that had to be paid for, I paid for, and uh, I did have to pay for a sound editor in the end. Always, you always have to pay um, for sound. That's like, and and that's what I honestly learned the biggest the biggest uh, lesson was the sound, but. Uh, yeah, I had to pay for that, so I raised, um, I did, like, a Indiegogo and mm-hmm. raised the funds, and, you know, my mom came through with the last hundred bucks. Um, yes, mom. Yeah, she's, Mama Harville. She's so sweet, Connie. Shout out to Connie. Shout love, out to Connie. Love you, Con. <laughs> um, Me. Yeah, and, uh, but it's, honestly, like, when you're in college, you're like, oh, right, connections, uh-huh, but I have the biggest, like, like, I went to Florida State, and there's such a great film community out here. Um, I pulled so much, so much crew, so much, so many actors from that. Like, mm-hmm. just awesome people re- willing to work and who know what they're doing. Um, so that helped a lot, my college network. Yeah, networking here is real if you want it to be real. Like, I have friends that go out to the club, and they're like, we have a networking event. I'm like, no, you're going to go get hammered Yeah. at an open bar. That's not networking. No. No, networking is not what you think it is because there's this idea of like networking like oh I gotta like hand people my business card on like my resume I gotta like do you guys have business cards? no I did for my old job but not for my truth yeah not for your truth (laughs) well but that's what people think like you know networking is um but really it's it's so much more uh organic you know. Yeah, you need connections here to survive. Mm-hmm, 100%. But it's not something you can try for. You just... It just happens. Um, like, you guys or my FSU people or, you know, people I've met through various projects. Like, 
you just that's what the it's city you is you just jobs. latch on yeah. to other people it's and how it's the only way you get jobs it's the only way anyone looks at your shit it's or not because podcasts. it's not because you sent it yeah. to them and it's good newsflash everyone's shit is good it's because they know yeah. you and like you and they want to invest in you yeah. so that's really what it's about if you like someone latch on to them so are you having like a premiere yeah so wait what is gay we didn't even talk about like the plot okay so gay accent is <laughs> Sorry, that was a really good premiere, though. Thanks, um, you took it away from me. Gay accent is basically about uh, just pursuing your dreams in this wacky, wackadoody city um, while dealing with depression. Um, um, uh, yeah, wackadoody. So, did you say wackadoody? Wackadoody. Yeah, okay. this this wackadoody city. While I, um, I like wackadoody. While. <laughs> Um, while dealing with depression and anxiety and shit like that. And it's, for me, the most interesting aspect of making this thing is kind of how when I was writing it, when I was, um, writing, when I was writing it, uh, it felt like I was just writing myself. And then as we geared up and I was like finalizing the scripts and, uh, we were shooting it, I was like, oh, this is such a character. Like, this is not me at all. This is kind of wacky and fun. And now watching it now, like I've grown so much this past year that now watching it, I'm like, oh, you thought that wasn't you. That's you. Yeah. Like that depressed guy that you thought was like a character. Like, no, that bitch, that was like more you than you thought. So it's been a very interesting like journey. Was with it that. cathartic? Like, did it help you? And do you think maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I've gotten that far in the process to really know if it's been that... Uh, powerful but I'm sure I'm sure it has like I showed my roommate one of the like the first episode before I'd shown anyone um anything and she was like god like you your neck looked like it was gonna snap like because I was so thin at the time Mm -hmm. and I was like Wendy like I really thought I looked good yeah like you know like I was really like I thought that like I looked like with that dry ass like blonde hair and like like bags under my eyes and like and which is great because it looks like perfect for this character, but that wasn't on purpose. Yeah. You know, it was like, so when I say like, it's been interesting just to, as like an artist, it's, I, the, I compare this like. You were method acting. You were method. Sure. Uh, I compare kind of this creating your project, like a, a project of this magnitude, which I mean, it's just a web series, but it's still. It's hard to be the person who cares yeah. the most. And oh, so when you're the 100%. person who cares the most, the burden is 100% yeah. on you. Oh, it's People totally will help you, but, but they'll be less invested yeah. in you. you know? Yeah. And, uh, but I, I compare it to like having a child, kind of. That's what it feels like because there's just, it's weird. It comes from you entirely and like, it, but it becomes this new thing on its own. And then you're constantly. And you're like, why don't other people care about this thing as much yeah. as I do? Yeah. And, uh, and you're constantly, like, finding new nuggets of, like, just, like, weird wisdom that you've never thought of. And, like, you're just, like, viewing yourself in a new way. It's very, very weird. Yeah, I used to give my um, old team that made my web series before. Um, I don't do it now in the current web series I'm working on, but I used to give, like, these impassioned, like, this is my dream speeches where I would, like, tear up. Now you calling it a kid, it's actually making a lot more sense. Yeah. I was feeling motherly, which is my element. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. It's hard, and you want to teach it things, and you want to, you know, take it with you and show it to people, and hope that they think it's cute. I don't that's, have those That's instincts. how I feel about my dick, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cute. Show the people. I think it's 
Ain't nobody want to see your dick. <laughs> Michelle. I, uh-huh. I've is... also heard that quite a few times, too. Oh, jeez. Um, that was from a special. I'm just referencing other yeah. people's jokes. Um, I have not watched stand-up, and I can't even tell you. So when's the premiere? Getting back to my question that got sort of... Premiere! <laughs> Sorry, let me uh, redo your... Premiere! <laughs> it'll, it's coming out August... Don't have the exact date yet. I'm trying to figure out if I'm doing like a screening for it. Yeah, screening, episode. screening. I, I want to. I really do want a to. Screening. I want to do a screening and I want to invite people because that'll make more excitement around it. So I'm probably gonna figure something out. I mean, at the end of the day, you made it. I know. So that's the whole point. I know. No, I like I accomplished what I wanted, but you. you've you, of course, we're. It's we're not a masturbatory, you know, experience. Yeah. You still want people to to view it. Yeah, I'm like it, but um, but still. Did you say masturbatory? Masturbatory. Okay. Is that a new one for you? Um, I feel like it wasn't, but now it is. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I was like I. You just haven't heard it in a while. Yeah. 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 Masturbatory. Yeah. So I mean, putting yeah. it back in. <laughs> back in the right back in rotation. Yeah, for sure. I could use that <laughs> yeah. today. Um, yeah, like I want people to see it still. You know, like. Like, yeah, yay, I made it, cool, you made your art, but you still want people to see it. I hope that two broke gays are invited to the screening. I hope we are. I keep looking like this. My neck hurts. Someone jumped on my shoulders yesterday in the ocean, and then I threw them off, but in doing so, showed my real age. (laughs) She knows all about that. Yeah, dirty 30 and crying. Oh my god. (laughs) crying and then complaining about it for the rest of the day. Uh When everyone's like, look at over there, and I was like, what? I always forget, he's older than me. Okay, I we know, don't you, have to. You're the resident grandma, though. I know, I know. Sure. I'm really 87. You are 100. I'm living like a 21 year old. Yeah. And you are, yeah, like. I'm living like a 40. You're the oldest, but you're living the youngest for sure. And you're the. Yeah. You're living the oldest. Yeah, let's yeah. just go with that. I still got five years in my 20s. I'm trying to live it. Jesus live it fucking Christ. So many mistakes to be made. Yeah. So many mistakes. The late 20s where you think you have it together and it's like, oh, bitch. Yeah, I know. All of my 20s. I was like, I. I got this. And then 27, 28, I think, but they say like your Saturn returns when you like turn like 29, 30. And once it actually starts to like, I do feel like the twenties were a big fog. What you said just felt like a big fog. I'm not quite sure I followed it. The Saturn return. Yeah. I've heard Saturn, Saturn, your Saturn returns. It's astrology. It's like a, it's like a thing. If you had a shit twenties, your Saturn like returns and then your life, becomes a lot more clear right when you turn 30 and that's why a lot of people think their 30s are way more put together well also just also you're 30 so you, it's like you, also well, get it together yeah get it together but stop I'll, going to the club every night <laughs> <laughs> kevin uh well i just yeah I, i'm excited for my 30s like obviously i like feel anxiety over aging just like anyone does but the more I do projects like this or just, like, make progress with my career, yeah. the less anxiety I have about time and aging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't whatever. matter. Because your work is timeless. That oh, wasn't as... That was... You really felt that was profound. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to try to just sell it to them, even though your, your voice, eyes like, sparkled really and profound. I was almost in, and then I was like, no. Well, There's I, I, happening I heard something recently that really, like comforted me and I don't I think it's permanently a, like changed the way I view aging it was like don't fear aging it's a privilege denied to many and it was like like honestly it's yeah. true like so many people die so young mm-hmm. and don't get to experience it so why am I sitting here like 
being like, oh, I'm getting old. Yeah. You know, that's why, okay, this is going to be the mo- one of the most fucked up things I've ever said. Great. Oh. But it's also why I feel comforted and I like having babies on my flights. Because I'm like, well, I lived longer than them if this plane goes down. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Who has these thoughts? Hey, Kevin. I'm, I'm, I've always been this morbid, like, since oh, I was very little. Oh my God, that is so funny. But awful. Ugh. Yeah, that is really I'm just like, well, well, like kids. Because if it's a plane full of old people, I get real nervous. I'm like, if there is a you-know-who upstairs, he's like, well, we can ditch that <laughs> flight. Like, they've all kind of lived a full life. Right, but if there's lots of babies. If there's babies, I'm like, Wow, that, that's innocent. also changed the way that I view babies on airplanes. And now I would be grateful when there's... Yeah, yeah. see? Babies. So much gratitude. Well, it makes me grateful for, like, the life I've lived. I've, like, yeah. I've lived 30 years. This is a fucking baby. I feel like this is, like, foreshadowing, and next week I'm going to die in a plane crash. <laughs> oh my god I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry for my loss I'm so sorry for <laughs> my, my loss impending loss I have to change all the branding to one broke gay one broke gay one dead gay okay oh, uh. <laughs> on that note Philip thanks for joining us Thank we're all you excited keep us so posted um, and I'm gonna put the link to your Instagram so people can watch the trailer in the your trailer is on your Instagram, correct? Yeah, I have it on everything, but yeah, it'll... Bio! Is, does it have its own YouTube or website or anything? Uh, in my to? YouTube, Philip Harville, I, like, no one follows me, so if you find a Philip Harville with, like, zero followers on the gay accent teaser, yes, that's the right one. <laughs> Perfect. Um, again, I'm trying to do this all on my own, so don't judge. Um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my Instagram is a great way to stay connected. That's kind of where I use... what I use right now. Yeah. Doing it all on his own. The many yeah, talents of Philip Harville. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks. This has been Two, two Broke, broke gays. gays and really three tonight.